everybody out there in podcast radio land and the radio waves infiltrating your ear canals throughout the universe. This is the original Fool with Papa Fool coming to you guys from the Fool's Force at the base of Ignorant Ridge and Vicodin Valley and spitting out all kinds of nonsensical things and whatever it is you want to kind of listen to from us this week. So we got a few things that we're trying to look at this week and kind of go through and have some other issues and some other things kind of going forward. Uh, despite what most people may think, football is not over here in the United States right now. And one thing we talked about in our last podcast uh, that neither one of the fools here basically knew about was the inconspicuous draft that was held in the hotel of the United States Football League that is going to be kicking off here in a few weeks. So we're going to kind of break down just a few of those things uh, kind of moving forward and then Probably the least watched sporting event so far. Uh, Well, not probably in the year 2022. I would say it's definitely up there in the least watched sporting event uh, with the Olympics. We're going to talk about a couple things about the Olympics and who got paid and who didn't get paid when it comes to being an Olympic athlete here uh, in 2022 and everything else. And then something that we may kind of progress upon, depending on what happens here in the next couple of weeks with stories and whatever it is. Highest play, highest paid NFL players ever in the history of the National Football League, and just kind of breaking down whether or not we think, quite honestly, some of these folks were even worth the money that they ended up getting paid uh, at the end of the day, right? With all that, so one of the first things, uh, like I said, we'll talk about is just kind of go through a couple different things with this. Uh, was the USFL, uh, you know. We mentioned the original names and most of the organizations are basically coming back with that kind of coming up here in the middle of April. And unbeknownst to a lot of folks, they had their, what was it, 33, 34 rounds of drafting and everything else where they were they were trying to pick everything under the sun. So again, it reminds you of basically what exactly happened with some of the original world football leagues and the USFLs of old back in the eighties, where they literally picked every single player from top to bottom, beginning to end in a hotel, I believe in Birmingham uh, at the time where they were going through all the different names and likenesses of everybody else they could potentially snag onto. And it wasn't on TV. It was done through, all forms of social media with live streaming and everything else right now and kind of moving forward. Found that kind of interesting too. Uh, So just wanted to pick our brains here about some of the thoughts of, you know, any kind of top three players you thought interesting looks at a few folks here and there uh, kind of moving forward without a doubt, probably the biggest story coming out of this uh, was the Jeff Fisher led Michigan, correct me if I'm wrong here, Papa fool. Panthers, right? Is that what we yeah. said it was? The Michigan yeah. Panthers. Uh, that's probably the biggest player controversy was the two quarterbacks he got, the wonderful Rebel and Wolverine, I guess not really reject. I don't even know if he graduated from either one of the schools, uh, but basically leftovers from Ole Miss and Michigan, Shea Patterson as his first draft pick, and then the NFL reject for sure from the – Denver Broncos, Paxton Lynch. Those are the two quarterbacks that they're 
basically going into and saying that's the quarterback controversy in the United States or the USFL, United States Football League, uh, kind of moving forward with everything else that you got. That's probably the biggest story overall kind of moving out of this uh, particular situation out of the USFL and what's kind of going forward uh, coming up here on April 16th with the start of this new league. So who knows what's basically going to happen and go down. I think out of those two, and I'm just going to be honest, Paxton Lynch was kind of the secondary pick. It wouldn't surprise me if old, that seven and nine mess that Jeff Fisher always talked about. If he does not go with the NFL reject uh, right out of the gate, kind of going for this and basically causing a stir with all this stuff combined as well. So who knows what basically happened with that kind of moving forward <clears throat> with everything else is going with it. So that's one of my first ones was just Shea Patterson, kind of a name or note to kind of take down and kind of look at in the future uh, kind of going forward. Is anybody else you could look at? That you kind of saw or didn't know. Well, what, what's interesting is is the the uh, the hot talk on quarterbacks involved two of the teams that will probably be just based on what we what we think we know uh, will probably be two of the, the, the hotter teams in the league. Um, Tampa Bay, Tampa, excuse yeah. me, Tampa Bay Bandits, and uh, Emu. Uh, yeah, another another Ole Miss product that was also behind Shea Patterson at one point. And and uh, then the other uh, on that uh, was let's, uh, it's Birmingham, uh, McGaw. Uh, you know, I didn't realize this. He and Russell Wilson were the only quarterback that ever been selected by the Seattle Seahawks since Pete Carroll has been there. Hmm. Interesting. So that, that, that is an interesting little quote to kind of look at and just kind of basically see uh, a few other things with it. So yeah, from the quarterback perspective, that's, you know, obviously some names and you got to have some kind of name to kind of go with these things. So you do have one or two names that some people will remember. Um, just wanted to kind of go through and just see if you could find two or three other folks that you might want to pay attention to. In my opinion, uh, the next one, and again, doesn't have to be quarterbacks, just anything you want to kind of talk about here. Uh, in my opinion, in the USFL, somebody to kind of watch and kind of look at here in a bunch of different ways is on the old New Jersey Generals. Yeah, going to these guys. Uh, Bryson Young, defensive end, who had a big upside coming out of the NCAA and a couple different things where – he was one of those where he's not the right size in the NFL to play outside rush end, and he's not big enough to play a true hand-in-the-dirt defensive end, but he's definitely an off-the-edge kind of a guy. So he was one of their first two picks for the uh, New Jersey Generals and their basic future kind of going forward with everything else. Uh, so that was another name that I basically saw that – kind of stood out to me in this whole draft process and anything else. Anybody else you could see pop a fool maybe uh, flash this time or uh, yeah I know it's there 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 there's the the Maulers, the Pittsburgh Maulers, Kyle La, La, I can't ever go why don't these guys have names we can pronounce anymore? I'm just kidding. Kyle Lotta uh Maletta. Laletta, Laletta, yeah, that, that's one if, if you're looking. And, and what's interesting, again, is, well, these quarterbacks, 
well, you know, here you go. We talked about this, the, the evolution of the pro football quarterback. Uh, not many of these guys are your drop back passers. No. Um, and, and I don't think this league's going to be designed that way. Um, but, but well, I think, well, we're still in its infancy. I think this league is going to do whatever it can just to basically. Well, know, I think, yeah, I think you'll see this league making big changes when they have to. Uh, if, something, if something doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, even as quick as the next week. But remember what, why they, we did this? Well, we're not going to do it that way. Anymore. No, we're going to change it up uh, as we can basically get things off yeah. the ground and run as fast as is humanly possible. Uh, with- I, I, the, the thing you and I mentioned right before the show started was, I think some of what you're dealing with is some of these names and people, and you see these names, you're going, Kai, yeah, what happened to them? Yeah, I remember them right around when COVID started. The, the the glut of talent that got stuck in certain places, either coming out for the draft or coming out early for the draft. And there was extra eligibility, the, these places here and there. Some of these guys just kind of got stuck on the sidelines in places right. where, where they, in, in, in a quote, a normal, unquote, year, they would have, you know, signed, at least signed a free agent deal somewhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, and be holding a clipboard. Yeah. Uh, so, so there, there may be some hidden gems out there that, that, that we, we just, that, that's, that's, I'm sure that's the upside to what the SFL is thinking is there's going to be one of these guys that's going to come from a mid-major school and go out there and lock the thing up. And, and just, and again, just get eyeballs to screens and everything. Yeah, yeah. And again, this is where it's something that not a lot of people have really paid attention to, because again, it's another variation for, what are we in now? The third year in a row. Well, there's a spring league that is trying to come out uh, and do this stuff and go through everything else, where whether it be the AAF, the XFL, and now the USFL. So look, don't get us wrong. We're not trying to badmouth any of this stuff. We think this would be interesting. It's more football to be played. It's more jobs to be had. It's more opportunities for people to make a living, even though they're not making a huge NFL living yet, but they're still making enough to make a living by playing uh, a game right, and a sport of football kind of moving forward. So that's something uh, to be on the lookout for here in the next couple of weeks. Here in about four, four or five weeks or so, we're going to have uh, some football kicking off even before the NFL draft kind of moves forward with everything else uh, going with that. Uh, so who knows? We'll see what the USFL brings to the table and if they do change some stuff up and what's kind of going on. But they still, despite the fact of they're trying to get name recognition, they had, if I'm not mistaken, they had huge trailers and buses circling the NFL Super Bowl uh, saying, hey, we're coming to y'all in April. And they not a lot of people have paid attention to that. I promise you right now, and we've talked about this topic ad nauseum, and we will continue to do so. When the foot and the toe meets leather in April, and then the sport books start putting these down for bets, people are going to start paying attention. All right, because you're going to see more people basically putting money on these things. Because again, it's something to do, it's something to watch after March Madness and baseball being baseball right now. Not a whole lot else kind of going on here. Well, and 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 and, and sports betters tend to, I mean, they tend to have their genre that they want to bet on, and, and football guys want to bet on football. Football is and, their and, and, and if you don't have football to bet on, 
but, but yeah, I mean, just, they don't, they, these guys aren't going to care. There's no loyalty to the teams, no. but they'll, they'll eat up all the analytics of it. And, and, uh, you know, there'll be some spreads. It'll be, there'll be some people make some big money on this. There'll that's be some people that'll definitely make some coin on this. So that's something like, again, why we like to kind of look at this stuff and find it interesting, uh, kind of moving forward. So talking about big money and making some coin off some stuff or lack thereof, that leads us to the next thing, which was, um, like I said, probably the most lackluster watch sporting events here so far in 2022, but it was something that I found interesting where uh, the Olympics had different dollar amounts for different countries that uh, the original full year went through and saw uh, kind of going forward with all this stuff. So you had all the different countries here that went into the Olympics and certain countries were willing to pay uh, based on your metal placement, not just for advertisements, but also metal placements. You know, what's interesting about all this, and I find it absolutely funny, um, you know, who won the most medals at the Winter Olympics? Do you know, Papa Fool, who got the most medals out of all this? Well, I have a few things to strike me this past week, so no, I don't. Yeah, so Norway won the most overall gold medals and the most medals all combined all in. Do you know how much Norway paid all their medal owners? Um, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> $0.0. So not for nothing, uh, not knocking Norway or anything else like this. This is probably a praise. Uh, that basically shows their commitment to winter sports. And come on, it's Norway. Winter Games, Winter Olympics. Norway. Well, and, I, and I haven't read in detail the the where this money is coming from, but I'm assuming in Norway, with the sports that they participate in, there's some type of uh, corporate sponsorship. Oh, yeah, the sponsorship. On, on the back end, it's not like these athletes aren't going to get any money. Yeah, this is not sponsorship dollars. This is not right. advertising. This is just straight up the countries that they're representing give them yeah. a yeah. award. Excuse me, give them a <coughs> for winning the medals and getting awarded to that. You know, what I found interesting as far as the overall um, highest – do you see the, if you're looking at this, do you see the highest offering for a gold medal out of all these countries that were out there kind of going through this? If you're thinking, yeah, uh, uh, Kazakhstan? Yeah. Kazakhstan with yeah. all hell, all hell, the glorious Borat and everything else kind of in between. Uh, $250,000 for a gold medal, six figures for a silver medal, $75,000. Uh, for a bronze medal. I went up and looked the medal count. Uh, I think at the yeah. end the day, they had two people that got a silver and bronze out of all See, that's that that's that's the piece of the puzzle that, that skews this when you look at it. Well, it's, it's it's how many athletes are we talking happens. about. Yeah. Um and then the but second, it's interesting. It's it's oh, yeah. interesting. the second highest was Italy. Uh Italy was offering two hundred and five thousand dollars <laughs> for gold, 102 for silver, 68 and change for bronze. I think Italy, this might hit a little bit more. They had about 13 total people medal all in with about, uh, I think, three golds and about 10 silver and bronze combined all in with that as far as all those other different kinds of things as well. Uh, and then behind that, you had uh, Hungary offering 160 for golds, 115 for silver, and 91,000 for bronze. And they... I think had less than five total medals all in 
uh, for these winter sports. So it's interesting to note, like some of this, like here in the United States, you know, we have huge multi-million dollar professional athletes. You win a gold medal, we're getting $37,500 for winning that gold medal. 22.5 for silver, 15 grand for bronze, which is not, you know, insignificant amounts of money. It's a good amount of money for most people living in the States, but comparatively, it's not even a drop in the bucket for other sports and other athletes and all these other different kinds of things as well. So like Canada, you figured Canada, you know, Canada would, they're what, all snow up there all the time, right? Yeah. They're, they're offering less than the United States. 15,688, 11,000 for silver, 7,000 for bronze. I guess they figure they win so much, it's really not worth their time or effort uh, to put so much money into the winter sports with all these different things combined. And then, you know, you, you don't even have a listing for other countries that are on here that have won huge amounts like the ROC, where Russia doesn't really yeah, – The Olympic Committee, yeah. And they, they don't even get paid for any of this. So this is <coughs> one of those things we found that I found and kind of looked at this and saw a very, very interesting where the highest medaled country literally offering zero um, – and then you've got other countries that barely meddled are offering huge sums of money uh, up front with all this other stuff kind of in between. So that's just one of those things that it is what it is. We'll see what kind of changes here in about two years or so when 2024 rolls around and how much they offer for the Olympics for that uh, going forward. So who knows? There. Well, to me, I grew up in a time where, the Olympics was considered, quote, an amateur event. event. And, and really, truly, and don't get me wrong, everybody knows the Eastern Bloc, <coughs> Soviet Union, East Germany, China, all those people were, were paying their athletes in some respect. Oh, sure. Uh, but it, uh, it's interesting just to see the 180-degree the turn uh, of how the Olympics are looked at now. Oh yeah. It's yeah. It's completely, you know, it's, and I think this year, uh, especially with the winter Olympics, you know, in the States and other places, it's overlooked a lot because it's a lot of sporting events that people don't really care about to watch on TV and it's oversaturation where you've literally had two Olympics. If you think about it, two sets of Olympics in less than a year, uh, you know, because of COVID, they had to delay the summer and all these other ones, and they put them right on top of each other. So people have been kind of uh, kind of burnt out with that. And, I can and you're in a country that uh, is a little oppressive, to say the least. Sure. Uh, yeah. You know, and you've got the politics part of it. Oh, yeah. Wasn't a good year to do the Olympics. Well, it is what it is. They had to get it in. They billions of dollars to make modified tracks and all these things and modified events but hey you know what end of the day they got them in they got them done uh people you know for the most part said it was as enjoyable as it could be um besides the covid quarantining and all that other fun stuff but again they got that in and for i've heard uh, on the back end of that too i've heard reports as far as 
the athletes' conditions and where they oh, stay. Yeah. That's, we're not we're, even going to get it. Absolutely deplorable is wow. what I've heard. Yeah, we're not even going to get into some of that because it's yeah. way too long of a topic to kind of discuss all that stuff that you had some other things, but it's really not the greatest of conditions and the greatest of pay and all that stuff. But we'll go on the opposite end of this where you have probably the best pay of everything else. So we found a list here uh, after the Super Bowl was over with um, Matthew Stafford, the Rams, and how much money he's been paid over his career. It caused a couple different people to create from like pro football focus and some other folks to create the highest earning. Now this again is not looking at sponsorship dollars, everything else. This is straight from on the field play contract contracted NFL football play top 50 earning players in the history of the national football league in dollars and cents. Um, number one, we're, we're going to, we were going to count from 10 to one. I'm going to go ahead and tell one because everybody could probably, well, yeah, yeah. Tom Brady, he played 20 years, $293 million all in that he's earned so far. The question that we're looking at and we're trying to dissect this is, are these players worth that much money? Uh, I don't know if you can argue, uh, Tom Brady, being worth $293 million if you're an owner when he brings seven Super Bowls to the table with the amount of eyeballs, coverage, ticket sales, and stuff that that brings in. $293 million over two organizations, 20-some years of revenue brought in. Well, to, uh, all, you, all you've got to do is go out there and ask any owner in the NFL, don't put the name out there, read those stats off, and if you could – choose a a player that would be able to do that for you over that period of time would you pay them that much money yeah. and there's not a single one of them out there that wouldn't do it that's for sure so that was our number one which didn't surprise any of us here on this show and everything else but now we get into some interesting ones like this first one right here uh number 10 we'll go from 10 through 2 uh and try not to take too long as this but number 10 alex smith 15 years in the league, $189.7 million. Uh, love Alex Smith's story to death. Definitely overpaid here. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, he yeah. Was a number, he's a number one overall pick. Um, did not get you but maybe one divisional playoff win. And then he ended up dealing with injuries as far as everything else goes, uh, all things considered. So, uh, right off the bat, $189.7 million, way, way not cost-effective here. I would, I would agree with you. Finishing returns on this one. I would agree with you. Yeah. The next one, the man of the hour right now, Matthew Stafford, who at this rate, looking at this, he could overlap Tom Brady. It's right now, $239.3 million over his career. Um. You know, you take that into account with his year in the Rams right now, that's fine. He got the Rams a Super Bowl in L.A., worth a lot. But because of where he was at in Detroit, definitely not cost-effective right there. And I know Detroit was Detroit, but Detroit, first of all, not a huge market and never made the playoffs. Well, that's this, you know, in, in the mindset of most people, a month ago, the answer to this would have been no. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and today you can sit there and say, well, yeah. I mean, you know, everybody looks like a genius in doing this. 
Well, but I think that's just from this year. So I still think in the lifetime of his career, he's been overpaid, at least in my opinion, to this particular point. So well, then you then you get into argument. Yeah. And this this was a thing with like Archie Manning back in the day. Lord, if you don't give him any supporting staff, yeah, and I, what I, are they supposed to do? Absolutely. Know, did, did they did he overachieve based on what he had? Oh yeah. I mean, I think there's some truth to that with him. I mean, and that's just the deal with that. Where you I mean it's a team game, it's a team sport, so you're going to have to deal with that kind of moving forward. But one quick rabbit trail item. Did you see the good clip that NFL films had of that no look pass he threw? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, you see that and you're going. That's why. That's, he, that's why these guys are getting the kind of money they're getting. Yeah. Which, that was uh, that was unbelievable. We talk about the society. and then even talk about that's what that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. He, he said right before a play, it's going to be no look to you. So and did, I said, like, oh, yeah. holy crap! I mean. So, yeah, Matthew Stafford, he still has opportunities to keep making more money. And if he keeps winning Super Bowls, then you might be able to justify it overall as far as the actual return on the investment. Uh, number eight, Phillip Rivers, more than Matthew Stafford, $243.9 million over his 16-year career. Uh, farthest he ever got was the AFC Championship game for the San Diego Chargers. This is another one, and then he played a year with the Colts. This is another one that I think he got way more money than he basically deserved at the end of the day. Now, granted for him, not to knock him, it's good for him with his nine or ten different children that he have, and it's great for him to be able to make this much money to be able to do that, but I think it's not cost-effective for what he ended up paying for all the stuff. Now, I know he kept the Chargers, again, in the conversation once in a while, but you know, he had a lot of times where he didn't even make the playoffs, and he still is one of the top ten highest-paid players in the league. And for those of y'all listening, in case you're wondering, everybody from here on out is a quarterback, all right? All the top oh, yeah. players are quarterbacks. All the top earners are yeah. quarterbacks. Uh, but that's another one. Phillip Rivers, I think, way overvalued, way overestimated in his earnings uh, throughout his career. Agreed, and he was able to leverage some of this ca- contract money. I mean, if you're living – in, in California, you're, you're going to be able to leverage a little more money out there oh, yeah. just because of where you're living. And this next one kind of surprised me, but I guarantee you if you took advertisement money into this, he'd probably uh, be second on this list. But seven is Peyton Manning. Uh, we're paid Manning over his career in football, just off of football, $248.7 million dollars. You know, this is one where I would think it's probably worth your cost. Uh, your cost of it's very cost effective because outside of his first two years where they got his head thumped in, they made playoff runs every single year. He went to Super Bowls, he won Super Bowls, he had eyeballs, he made Indianapolis a decent market. It wasn't a top tier, but it definitely improved by his presence. So that's one of those I think was cost effective. Uh, at the end of the day. Well, now, and I agree with you there. You talk about the market you're in. Uh, yeah. A mid-market. Well, yeah. this uh, next one's going to talk about the market being dictating a huge play. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. You'll, you'll see. Yeah. This next one, plus, this plus Peyton was also one of those to, to allow his <coughs> his money to get adjusted to allow to have some, some support behind him on the field. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's where this next one talked about the market plays into effect. So squeaking out with a meager another four and a half million dollars over him is his brother, younger brother, Eli. Eli's six to 252.3 million. Look, for Eli Manning, you're in the largest market in the league. You won two Super Bowls in the New York football giants. You uh, despite he didn't do really good in the regular season, huge playoff playmaker, all these other different kinds of things. Uh, I would not argue <coughs> he was worth some of that money to be able to do that, in my opinion, be cost effective going on that one. So that's my opinion on yeah. You're a two-time Super Bowl winner in New York. Yeah. You're going to get it. Here's this next one who's going to be the controversy of all controversies right now. <laughs> Number five, A. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, currently has earned $263.6 million. Um, my opinion on this, despite the fact of he is a two-time MVP, and right now he's asking for $50 million a year. He's due 27. He's asking for 50. Uh, is this cost effective? Most people are going to say yes. I'm going to say no, because guess what? You got to win more championships if you're going to be in this particular point, in my opinion, especially to get to NFL and NFC championship games and not have that kind of going forward, at least in my opinion right now. I think that might be a little skewed because of what his asking price is in the next couple of years. <clears throat> Play into it for me personally, but – I think he's overvalued himself right now, kind of going forward. I'd agree with you. I'd, yeah. I'm with you on that one. And, and this next one on number four, uh, to me, is the biggest surprise out of all of them. Uh, Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, number four in all-time earners, $267 million. Um you know, where we're at below the 39th parallel, we're pretty close to hot Atlanta. It's most stuff is the fool's forest, you know, grew up looking and watching the Falcons, everything else. Uh, definitely not cost effective here. <laughs> the hot fourth highest guy. He went to one super bowl and other years where he didn't even qualify for super bowls. And then he loses the biggest super bowl lead in the history. Matt Ryan's a good dude, not cost effective. 267 million for him and still playing and it's going to have a huge hit on their salary cap this next year. Yeah. Not cost effective at all in my opinion. So, yeah, that that's one of those where Matt Ryan was number 4. I went, "Are you kidding me?" Like Arthur Blank basically is trying to build himself a casket out of his Home Depot money uh to try to figure out how he dug himself into that big of a hole for a guy who hasn't got him a Super Bowl yet. And I know it's a team sport. We talked about how all these other different issues that go along with it where they haven't helped, but Lord have mercy. You're going to pay that quarterback that much money and you can't get a, you know, much more than a championship run once every 12 years. Not cost effective right there. Not at all. I would Number, agree. Yeah. Number three. Uh, this one didn't surprise me. I thought he didn't have this much in the bank, but Ben Roethlisberger, Big Ben, $267.3 million. Look, end of the day right here, multiple championships, um, played for as long as he could. 
I think this might, it's a borderline on this one. I think it's really close. I'm going to push it over the edge and saying, yeah, he got, he was worth the money, but he had a lot of years with injuries and things like that. So it's really close to me. I'd say it's like 51% worth it, 49% and maybe not so much worth it at the end of the day. That's well close. But you know what? He's a perfect fit in Pittsburgh. It was a it was a perfect match, and he got to play his career. As far as we know, we'll see if he comes back. I don't know if he'll be one of those guys to unretire. Uh, he is I, a he's a he's the kind of QB that the fan base wants. Wanted, yeah, yeah. So that was one of the ones that I think made a lot of sense. And then here we're up to our last one of the uh, show right here, number two. Drew Brees, 19 years in, $269.7 million all in. Uh, You know, I'm going to go ahead and say this, definitely overpaid in his career. I know he took the Saints to a whole other level that they never saw before, may not see for a while. Who knows now with a new coach and everything else coming in. Uh, But this is not just based on his New Orleans Saints years. This is literally like the first half of his career where he got paid money at San Diego, where he didn't do anything, tore his shoulder to pieces, and ended up going to the New Orleans Saints where he ended up setting all of his records and all that stuff. So one Super Bowl, I think three overall NFC championship appearances, $270 million for that. I don't know if that's cost effective on this. It's just one of those things where it's absolutely just crazy to think of how much money that was out there with this. Yeah. 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 I would say he, he's on the negative edge of the spectrum. Yeah. Kind of going forward with that. So those are just the top 10 earners of all time. Now we will try to in the, Shows to come, we may break this down by position. We may look at some of the people that have earned some money uh, by position here in the top 50 all time. Now, again, this number is going to change next year, depending on who's here and who's not. Uh, And you may be surprised to see some of these names that are out there on this. Uh, But again, that's just some of our food for thought kind of moving forward uh, with everything else and kind of going down the road there. So we hope you guys have enjoyed it or at least got a few uh, minutes of entertainment out of this this week, hopefully taking your mind off a few things here and there. We know it takes our, uh, our minds off of some stuff going on in the world as the world spins around on its axis and everything else in between. Uh, so we hope you guys have enjoyed it. That's going to do it for this week. Uh, Again, check us out anywhere you get your podcast, anywhere you want to basically find some audio waves and you want to listen to some stuff. You can find us at TBFOOLS or the Backwards Fools, searching anywhere on anything, anywhere that gets podcasts. This is the original Fool and Papa Fool coming to you guys. All right. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. Hope you guys have been enjoying what we've been laying down and catch y'all on the flip side. I'm not going to do that.